With the Miami game just a couple days away, it's time to preview this Saturday's matchup for Northwestern. You are Locked On Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen for anything and everything Northwestern. I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can find our podcast wherever you get podcasts, uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. You can find us on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. Turn on notifications. Turn on uh or subscribe, comment, leave a review. We want to hear from you. We want to get some feedback. We want to interact with you. And I think, I think that's the best thing that um, our audience can do to help uh, help us learn, help us get better, and things like that. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So now we're going to dive into this thing. And we we know that Northwestern plays Miami of Ohio here on Saturday. Let's talk a little bit about this Miami of Ohio team. They're one and two on the season. They opened the year with a 37-13 loss to Kentucky, who now, as, as we've seen, is somewhat clicking on all cylinders. Then in their second game, they got a, got a 31-14 win over Robert Morris. And then last week, they it, they didn't play a Power 5 team, but they might as well have played a Power 5 team as they fell to Cincinnati 38-17. to As Cincy, as we all know, college football playoff team last year, maybe the best G5 team yet again remains to be seen there. Let's start by talking about this Miami offense so far this year they're 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 getting about 293.7 yards per game about 131.3 of that comes on the ground and they're averaging about 3.6 yards per carry they have 162.3 passing yards per game and are completing passes about a 58.8 percent clip right now but they did lose starting quarterback Brett Gabbert in week one against Kentucky. So now Avion Smith is the new starting quarterback. In his, his action to this point in the year, he is 25 of 47 with a 53.2% completion percentage, 284 passing yards, just 6.04 yards per attempt. 11.36 yards per completion. So when he does complete some passes, they are a little bit down the field or they can be for bigger plays. Five touchdowns, two interceptions. Really his first, his only game that I think the sample size is long enough or is large enough and the, and the, the competition is high enough is that Cincinnati game last week. He was just 9 of 21 for the game for a 42.9% completion percentage with 116 passing yards, 5.52 yards per attempt, 12.89 yards per completion. 
He had two touchdown passes and one interception in the game. So, I mean, completion percentage very down. Passing yards very down. Was was unable to be very accurate with the football. Did throw an interception, but did have a couple touchdown passes. But when you look around the rest of this team in the run game, hasn't exactly been dominant as shown by that 131.3 yards per game. Just around that number. Uh, no clear number one back. Very much by committee. And uh, not a good committee at that. Uh, I like I like the way that that matches up for Northwestern. I'll talk more about that later. Um, I don't think that this is a run offense that mirrors that of Duke or what Nebraska has done since playing Northwestern. Really, they have five backs, and that's and that's the thing that you're going to see. You're going to see a lot of different faces in the game. They have Keon Mosey. He has 25 carries on the year for 75 yards, three yards a carry, and one touchdown. Then you have uh, Kenny Tracy, 16 carries for 84 yards, just over five yards a pop there. And then you have Kevin Davis, 14 carries, 92 yards with four receptions for 35 yards. He's the most effective of the backs in the passing game. And then you have Tyree Shelton, seven carries for 50 yards and a touchdown. And then you have Jalen Bester, 10 carries for 17 yards. You're probably going to see all of those guys on the field in some capacity on Saturday. It'll be interesting to see how they're used just because there's so many of them, and nobody's really that breakout guy. Nobody's nobody's that bell cow back for this group. Quarterback can run a little bit, 16 rushes on the year, 39 yards. Not, not anything too crazy. Um, I think he is mobile enough to scramble for some yards, but I don't think that's going to be the number one priority for this Northwestern defense. When you look back at the wide receivers group, they have – one, they have in the pass catchers group, they have some awesome names. Uh, Mac Hippenhammer, 15 receptions for 199 yards, three touchdowns. He is the clear-cut number one guy, and it's really not that close at all. So can Northwestern neutralize him in the passing game? I think that's going to be a big key because the next best receiver, next leading receivers are Jalen Walker, eight receptions for 60 yards, and Nate Mersch, Six receptions for 68 yards. So you see the significant drop-off in the amount of receptions, the amount of yards, and neither of those number two or number three receivers have a touchdown on the season. I think that's key to point out. I just don't think that there's a lot of explosiveness to this Miami offense, and I think that that helps... um, that's something that that Northwestern's probably been dying to see a little bit because they've given up some explosive plays here recently. At tight end, you have Jack Coldiron, five receptions, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Another phenomenal name with Hippenhammer. Uh, looks to be the the only other guy in the receiving game to to catch a touchdown pass this year. I think that this team probably is not trending in a very solid direction. Uh, new quarterback. Offense is not very explosive. Um, A lot of things to be concerned about if you're Miami coming into this game. You've already dropped a couple games to Power 5 opponents. 
Here's your th- or well, to one to a power five opponent, one to a power five opponent next season, since he's going to be in the Big Twelve next year. Obviously, just um, a couple really good teams you've played, a couple losses you've taken. Your only win is against Robert Morris. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see, and in and in those those games that we have seen, we haven't seen a lot of production out of that offense against Cincinnati. The offense had 183 total yards against Kentucky, a little bit better, I believe, 290 yards, but still neither performance is going to blow you out of the water. I don't think this offense is very good. I think it's gotten worse since losing Brett Gabbard. It'll be interesting to see what they look like on Saturday against this Northwestern team. So now that we've talked about the offense in just a second, we are going to talk about this this Miami defense, what they look like. But first, let me tell you about our friends at Nugenics. Feeling like you just can't get in shape, it's not your fault. As men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone, the man hormone. It happens to every man and can make it more difficult to stay in shape, be energetic, and active. Want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testafin. It has been has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenics Total T boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive, and more passion too. Your partner will notice the difference. While every product professes quality, many other products use generic ingredients that often that are often far less than clinical grade. With Nugenics Total T, you get the same clinical potency levels used in trials. And Nugenics's formula is backed by 10 years of science and research. Nugenics Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Nugenics Total T can help re-energize your life and help you get back the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior you used to be. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get in shape fast. Absolutely free. Text COLLEGE to 231231. Text COLLEGE to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at newgenics.com slash terms. All right. So now that we have we've talked about that, that Miami offense, let's turn our attention to the defense. So far this year's not the defense is not that bad. I mean, allowing 350 yards per game, 5.6 yards per play. The run defense is very, very strong. I think that's going to be a very interesting matchup as we get to Saturday. 75.7 rushing yards per game at just a 2.6 yards per carry clip. 
but the passing defense, it does have some struggles, allowing 274.3 passing yards per game and a 68% completion percentage against Kentucky. They only allowed 353 yards, which is pretty impressive. Uh, 303 of those were allowed in the air. Nine and a half yards per pass attempt uh, were allowed. 14.4 yards per completion allowed. A 50 or 65.6% completion percentage was allowed as well. Only 50 rushing yards allowed on the ground. That's impressive to me because that Kentucky team has made its bread the past several years on the ground. Just 1.9 yards per rush allowed. That's impressive, especially against an SEC team that, that is known for getting physical and running the football. Granted, their star running back was not playing in that game, but I do think that that's impressive. They forced a single turnover in that game. It was an interception. They did tally four sacks, four tackles for a loss, all four of those going for sacks. That's something to keep an eye on because against Cincinnati, now the defense did not perform as well. 478 yards allowed. That number spiked a good bit over that Kentucky matchup. 341 passing yards allowed. So again, passing defense is susceptible against good teams. Nine and a half yards per pass attempt allowed. 12.6 yards per completion allowed. So they and 75% completion percentage allowed. If if you see Ryan Holinsky do that on Saturday, Ryan Holinsky is going to have an awesome, awesome day back there. 137 yards allowed on the ground, 3.8 yards per rush, uh, but they did force three turnovers. That's probably why they were able to hang in that game early. Two fumbles and an interception, three sacks in the game, three tackles for a loss, again, going for three sacks. So all of their tackles for a loss against Kentucky and Cincinnati were sacks, but since he did convert seven of 14 on third downs. So this defense can be susceptible, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how this Northwestern offense attacks that defense because this is the second week in a row that that you would think you would think Northwestern would have the advantage with with the quarterback and the way that he played in week zero and week two that he would be able to pass. It didn't turn out that way last week. We'll see if that happens this week. But that's it for the defense. Next, we're going to talk about some some things to watch in the game, some ways for Northwestern to attack. But first, let's hear from our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute up to scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so now that we've talked about the offense, now that we've, we, we've talked about the defense, let's let, let's talk for a couple minutes here about areas that Northwestern can really take advantage. And we're going to start in the passing game because on paper, you should be able to take advantage of what, what appears to be a pretty rough pass defense that struggles against good teams. 
You have to make Ryan Helinski comfortable, though. He wasn't on Saturday. You have to protect him. They have tallied seven sacks against Cincinnati and against Kentucky. You need to protect Ryan Helinski, but I believe in that offensive line for Northwestern. I, th- I don't think that should be much of an issue for them. You need to get the ball in your playmaker's hands. And we talked about that earlier in the week. Evan Hole, Cam Porter, uh, Donnie Navarro, Malik Washington, guys like that, uh, Thomas Gordon, even Marshall Lang. Like I want to see those guys involved. Bryce Kurtz. I want to see Bryce Kurtz continue to take strides coming off his season-ending injury last year. And I think that um, something I want to see, and I've heard Trent Dilfer talk about this, because every good coordinator, every good schematic offensive coach knows how to do this. I want to see 8-12 to freebies, as he called them, for Ryan Helinski. I want to see uh, some easy throws schemed into the offense. He schemed into the script, especially early, uh, because I want to see Ryan Helinski get into a rhythm. I believe I heard Trent Dilfer. I forget where the, where the interview was done, so that's my apologies, but I heard him do an interview where he said, Troy Aikman said that if he could go out there and on his first pass, if he could throw a five-yard hitch, he felt like he was a legend in his own mind. I think that that's the type of thing you need to do, especially early for Ryan Helinski to get him in a rhythm. Now, the run game is facing a pretty stingy run defense. Uh, they're not giving up a lot of yards on the ground. Evan Hull faces a decently tough challenge here. But we've seen him produce all year. My question is, what are we going to see out of Cam Porter? Because last week, I thought he ran the ball well. I thought he ran angry. I thought he showed some explosiveness. Um, But it hasn't been consistent enough this year. I want to see those two together put up a performance that this, this Miami defense has not seen yet behind this offensive line that's been playing pretty good ball this season. Defense, you got to stop the run. But the good news is they don't run the ball well. I don't think that that should be that much of an issue. I think this Northwestern front has a chance to perform like they did against SIU against the run and Nebraska and not Duke. They don't appear to be like that Duke team much at all. Secondary, can the young secondary of Northwestern, it's had to deal with all these injuries, can they rise to the challenge against a a guy who started the year as the backup quarterback for Miami against an offense that's really not very explosive. Can they shut down hip and hammer? Because if you do that and you and you make you make Avion Smith make plays to other guys, he has not shown this year that he can consistently do that. And I just I also kind of want to know what the health situation looks but looks like on the back end for Northwestern because it feels like every week it just gets worse and worse and worse. And I would like to see some bodies start coming back from injury rather than more guys going onto the sidelines and not coming back. I think a key guy is going to be Jeremiah Lewis. I've liked the way he's played. I thought he's made his impact felt over the last couple of weeks. He needs to step up. He needs to, he needs to take that veteran leadership role of this secondary from his time at Duke, from his time already at Northwestern in a short amount of time, he needs to make an impact. And I just want to see them make plays. I want to see them 
try to force turnovers. And that's my next point. Northwestern needs to win the turnover battle. That's something that's very key. Last week, you turned the ball over way too much, and you allowed a bad team to beat you on your home field. Well, this week, you, I want to see you bounce back and win the turnover battle. Also, win the field position battle. You have a good punter in Luke Akers. You've got some skilled return men in Donnie Navarro, Ray Nairo, and Evan Hull. I want to see you you not only pin Miami of Ohio deep, I want to see your return men give you good field position. I want to see that play out for this team. Then finally, wear out this Miami defense. Wear out this Miami defense because right now in the country, Northwestern is running more plays than any other team on offense. You're running 89 plays for plays a game, which is an astounding number. Absolutely enormous. Um, and I want to see that continue. I want to I want to see Northwestern start to wear teams out. And I want to I want to see them do it with the run game because the run game is the bread and butter of this team. I would prefer not to see Ryan Helensky have to put the ball in the air. 60 times like we've already seen once this year i would like to see i would like to see the run game established and you win the game behind your two talented running backs especially your one superstar running back in evan hull that's gonna be what i'm looking for in this game on saturday so we talked about miami's offense we talked about miami's defense and now we've talked about places that i think northwestern can take advantage and places that, that they need to win the matchup in order to win this game and bounce back from this two-game losing streak. That's going to do it for today. I, uh, I think tomorrow we will be back. We may uh, First segment may be a little bit about the the betting line on this Miami-Northwestern game. Then we're going to look around the Big Ten. Then we're going to, then we're going to finally look uh, around the rest of the country. But uh, I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter at CarterBird13. Thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every day for anything and everything Northwestern. Appreciate you uh, making us part of your daily rotation of listens. And um, yeah, I mean, the other things you need to do is you need to uh, make sure you you look us up, search Locked On Northwestern on all your podcast uh platforms on youtube make sure you subscribe turn on notifications don't miss an episode uh leave a leave a review leave a comment give us some feedback we'd love to get it and then finally you need to know what your team is up against across the big 10 with locked on big 10 everyday host nate dickinson and the local experts of locked on take you across the big 10 in 30 minutes make locked on big 10 your second listen locked on big 10 i will see y'all tomorrow and uh we'll talk a little more about this game and then the other games around the big 10 and the ncaa